Did you delegate your meals? Yeah. Good job. Yeah, I did. They made last night. They made a Italian. Oh, it's really good. Why didn't you invite me over? Actually, girl, come over I right am, now. I am come over. over. Once the Rona's yeah. done, the Rona. <laughs> <laughs> Once the Rona is out of our lives, geez. Rona, you need to settle Rona. down. Rona, stop it. Leave. You, you need. You need, you need to, to settle, settle down. down. Hi friends, welcome to the A Wife Like Me podcast where we grow together as wives to thrive outside and inside our marriages. My name is Amanda Davison, founder of A Wife Like Me, and man, we're just so glad you're here. Uh, joining us today is our amazing friend, our co-host, our beautiful, beautiful gal from the South. Not really, kind of. Shannon Kieran. Hey, uh, Shannon. Hey, I am from the South. <laughs> I know. Right. Colorado, though, to me. It's, yeah. I mean, it's where yeah. you're at. And mm-hmm. I mean, whatever. It's the South. It's the Southern it's, it's region. It's South of you. <laughs> it is, definitely. I mean, everything is like South of me in Minnesota. <laughs> everything is South. <laughs> but we are excited today. This is like... Oh, it's a good topic. We're talking about manipulation. Mm. Mm. Which we do very well as wives. Mm. Ugh. Ugh. It's kind of yeah, I'm with you. It's not it's not it's not the best of things. I don't like it. I don't like it in me. And so we're gonna have a good discussion on this mm-hmm. today. We one of our contributors, Beth Stefaniak, she's amazing and she wrote this post that we'll link to in the show notes. Um, but it's good. And she talks about this temptation really that we all have to manipulate mm-hmm. and really take things into our own hands. And I grew up in a home where we did not walk with the Lord in our house. Okay. Yeah. And there was a lot of dysfunction in my house growing up. My parents divorced when I was five. There was a lot that happened after that that was not healthy. So I grew up really, I mean, I'm not blaming it, but it's what I learned helped me. I learned that if I, I learned that I could get what I wanted mm-hmm. because I saw that around me. And I, yeah. I, you know, used that to my advantage. So in marriage, this was like such a detrimental thing to us, but I literally didn't even know for a long time I was doing it. And I was just, I mean, you name it. Oh, it was just, I mean, I'm, I'm like embarrassed by what I would do. It was just stupid things, but like this sense of fear that I had and insecurity that I had in my own heart about who I was. And so it made me feel really safe to like, I mean, just stupid things, holidays, when we would do things, you name it. I felt like if I can control it, then I have say, and that makes me feel safe. Yeah. And so, I mean, the root wasn't good and whatever, but I, I really didn't know a different way to live. It took me, and it's still, I still have to fight against this temptation. So Beth has this amazing post on it. Yeah. And I love, you know, she talks about Rebecca and Isaac. Um, yeah. It's such a great example of of marriage manipulation. And I didn't really see that. I mean, I've read the story about Rebecca and Isaac before. And if you guys don't know the story, uh, Rebecca was pregnant with twins. God revealed to her that um, Jacob would, what was the wording? (laughs) Yeah, that Jacob would be given the birthright. Birthright, yes. 
so God revealed that to her, but God needed to reveal it to Isaac. Mm. But Rebecca wanted to manipulate Isaac um, so that he would, because Esau was actually the first one delivered, right? He was the first yes. one out of the womb. Yes. And so traditionally he would be given the birthright because yeah. of that. And so Rebecca wanted to manipulate Isaac because Isaac wanted to, wanted to give Esau the birthright. And, and that's just a great example of wanting to manipulate, even though God told Rebecca that it didn't mean that she needed to manipulate Isaac into doing, you know, guys, God needed to speak that to Isaac himself. Right. Oh, man, if that isn't a lesson I have painfully had to learn, you know? Yeah, I mean, right? Right. I mean, manipulation just really comes down to a trust issue mm-hmm. is what it is, what it does. And, and yeah. we in, in our fast paced world where we can get whatever we want, when we want it, how we want it. It's really hard and honestly kind of painful sometimes mm-hmm. to have to trust. Like, no, we get to trust the God of the universe will figure this out. And I was just talking to a young woman who is in a dating relationship about this. I mean, she's setting up for marriage someday. And so she came to me with this issue like, I see this. I don't like it in this particular friendship that this, this, the guy she's dating has. And I don't know what to do about it. I don't have peace about it. I don't know what to do about it. I said, have you communicated that you don't have peace about it? Yes. Was he receptive? Yes. Okay, then you pray about that and you trust God that he is going to speak to him about that issue. Because unless it's, again, we are not talking about any type of abuse, addiction, abandonment issues here. We are not talking about ongoing unrepentant Mm -hmm. sin where it is harmful to you or your family. That is not what we're talking about. When it's like normal things that we just have the temptation to want to have it our way, it's a trust issue, you know? Yeah. It is a trust. It it is a trust issue. Either we trust God, or we don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's so black and white, but it it's the truth. And it hurts. Either we trust Him or we don't, and yes. it does hurt. Yes, yeah. because also, if we're completely honest, we want it our way. You know, we want yeah. what we want, and so it's also we're also selfish, right? Because I want this to work out for me. And I want it to work out for our family. And I want it Mm -hmm. to work. I want it to be this way because it will feel really good if we get it like that, if it turns out like that. And so what can I do to make that happen? You know? And so not only is it, I don't, I can't trust God with this. It's a, well, I want the best outcome personally, you know, for us or me, whatever that looks like. And so it's, it's tricky to really become mature and, and like, no, like become so self-aware that we're going to say no to ourselves yeah. and to our insecurities and fear and say no. Instead of M- Amanda getting what she wants and me not, you know, me really having to avoid <laughs> the uncertainty of trusting and believing and staying faithful to my God. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no to me and I'm gonna say no to my security and say yes to a better plan and a better security, which is God himself knowing and being able to do what only he can do. It's a scary thing, really, but it's so much more fruitful. Beth talks about this in the post, but there's so much that we can learn from Rebecca's um, 
tried manipulation of Isaac. And I love it because Beth gives us four ways to, to help avoid spiritually manipulating our spouse. And they're, they seem so simple, but in reality, they might be simple steps, but they're so important. Yes. I mean, they're so important. The first one is to pray for God's guidance, which is simple to pray for God's guidance, but yet it's so important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately you're saying, I recognize that I want to guide this whole thing. I want to steer this. I want to control it and manipulate it and move it around to fit just right and work out just as so. But God, I want you to guide it. I want mm-hmm. you to direct all this. It's oh, It just sets your mind, fixes your mind on him. So good. Well, and it, it's taking like... It's literally taking the responsibility over us having to try to control everything yeah. and just totally putting it into God's hands. Yeah. And that's what he wants of us. He wants us just to put it in his hands and pray for his wisdom and his guidance and his deliverance. So yes, such an important step. Yes. The second one she talks about is waiting for God to confirm your next step, mm. which is that's not simple. It's hard actually it to wait. Right? It is. It is. It is. And it's I am so, so impatient. Mm-hmm. It is. I remember we had a huge situation happening within a somewhere we were. I'm being so vague. I know it's so annoying, but we we <laughs> I I had peace that we were not supposed to be there anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, like clear, clear as day. I was like, okay, God, thanks for that. I feel good about that. I know that's from you. I have complete peace. Got it. My husband was not there yet mm-hmm. and he knew where he knew where God had brought me and I knew that God had not brought him there yet. And so mm-hmm. I just, you know, it was a truly a painful thing, honestly, because I didn't, I knew we weren't going to be there. I knew it. I just didn't know when God was going to speak to him on that issue. And another um, exam, and he did eventually, it took about a year, gave him a big sign. He had peace. He's like, okay, I, I have peace now. God is giving me peace. Like, Okay. Another thing, though, is actually with us in regards to having more kids, this has been a tricky one in regards to a next step because I, after we had our second kiddo, I was like, I'm done. I'm good. I'm done. I'm done. Um, Chad, my husband, was not done. And he Mm. was like, I'm not. And he knew that. He had said that. I'm not done, Amanda. I'm like, well, I'm done. So we're good, you know. (laughs) But he had actually gotten some really wise counsel. And um he said, you know, I'm not done having kids. Amanda thinks she's done and she has peace about it, but I'm not, I don't have peace about it. And this um, amazing spiritual man in my husband's life, he said, well, Chad, if God's going to change her heart on that issue, he will. And my husband was like, what? Eventually, actually God did and gave me peace to have one more kiddo, you know, but like, Mm. it's just that hard thing. And it does show a really a spiritual maturity to say, hmm. Like, I'm not going to force this. Yes. I'm just going to wait for you, Lord, to show us, to close the door, to open a door, to whatever. It really is hard, though. Yeah, and it's it, that can be such a huge issue in a Christian marriage. Just because God tells you something does not mean that he's going to tell um, your spouse the same thing in the same way in the same time. Right. And I think it does take so much wisdom <sighs> and maturity to wait. It like, does. It yeah. does. And there are it, things and times yeah. like you, I just love what you said. It, this can get tricky in a Christian marriage because there are times where, man, God has not given me um, direction on something, but 
I trust that he has given my husband clear direction on that. And just because he hasn't given me it, I, you know, there are times where it's like, I don't need it because I, I trust my husband is hearing from God in that and discerning what God is telling him in this. And I have, I, I don't need it because I trust that what God has said to him and that I, you know, it's a situation where I have, I have peace just trusting him and submitting to, to the Lord in that. Um, but then there are issues too, where we can't move forward unless God truly does, you know, speak to and bring us mm-hmm. both into unity on something too. So it's a really like we, none of this is possible without being with God and like being in yeah. his word and just opening your heart up to him and his will. If we aren't completely surrendered to God in all areas, we won't have this discernment, you know? Yeah. And, and when we talk about this, this one for a long time, but I think it's so important. It's such a huge, huge, dangerous yes. form of manipulation yes. to say, God told me this. Yes. So then we're just going to do it. Yes. That's, it's, that's manipulation. Not, that's not, it is manipulation. Yes. Because if it truly is from God, God will speak to the, your spouse. He we definitely should, will. We should never have to say to our spouse, you need to submit to me. Yeah. We shouldn't yeah. ever have to say that because if both people are submitted to God himself, he will do his work in you together. It is his heart for mm-hmm. you to be united in that, whatever yeah. that is. It's, it is a big, yeah. it's a big one. It's super important. So the third way to avoid spiritually manipulating your spouse is to listen to understand what your husband is thinking and feeling. And I love that. She says, listen to understand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we just have to keep our mouth shut, ladies. Yeah. Because again, yeah. Manipulation really, again, is rooted in a fear of something, you know, not able to trust God and whatever he's doing. And yeah, I mean, listening to understand and not again, get our way looks different. Mm -hmm. It just looks different. And man, I pray that we can all grow in that because we, we all can grow in that. And it's, it's a beautiful thing to withhold and refrain from controlling and instead just listening. It's beautiful. It's hard. It is. It's hard, but so beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. The fourth thing is to remember that God, okay, ladies, (laughs) remember God does not need our help. I know. He does not need your help. So surrender, like surrender the job of fixing our husband or wanting our husband to do this. Yeah. Surrender that to, to God. Yeah. And let him fix it. Yeah. I remember. So hard. I know. But. I remember someone saying, I don't remember who, someone said, your job as a spouse is not to play the Holy Spirit. Like you are not the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, that's so good. But like, we can think that it's our job to like speak to them and tell them how to live and how to do the dishes and when to be home and like all the things and how to drive. And I mean, seriously, just stupid to important things, you know, like, but like just, he doesn't need us. Like God is that big. He's that big and he is that good. And we just get to surrender all of it to him yeah. that is freeing and it is beautiful and it changes oh, it's us. So freeing. Yes. Yeah. Oh Lord, help us. So true. Help us, Lord. And we do not want to be in the driver's seat. We want to be sipping a Coca-Cola in the back seat with the windows down, 
actually not a Coca-Cola. Hair in the wind. I don't. I, it's all it could come Slurpee. to me. I don't drink pop. So I'm like, what would we be sipping? I don't know. A Slurpee. <laughs> an icy. <laughs> a Slurpee. <laughs> That's just funny to me. I don't know why. We got to do that. Actually, we should. Yeah. When we go to She Speaks, we should ask Amy Carroll if we can sit in her backseat of her convertible and drink Slurpees. Let's do it. Does she have a convertible? Yeah, she does. Shut up. I know. You guys, Amy Carroll's on the Proverbs 31 team. She's, like, amazing. She's, like, our mentor. She's so cool. She's so cool. And she has... I want to marry her face. I know. We're going to... We're going to all marry her face. Just look her up. She's adorable. She's got this cute Southern accent. More Southern than yours. You guys think I have an accent and Amanda has an accent? Amy Carroll has the accent of all accents. (laughs) We should have her on, actually. (gasps) Oh, We should. Wouldn't that be fun? She's so cool. So anyway, yeah, that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to like, girl, just sit, just relax. Just relax. Settle down. Simmer. Just, yeah, simmer down, girl. Simmer. Get yourself a Slurpee, simmer down, and get in that back seat, okay? I got it. I got it. I got it. So that's what we want to do. Lord, help us. Oh, and then we have a shout out. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I feel really good about where, where we're going. This is so fun. Okay, our shout out today is for a vanilla protein powder. Protein powder. Girls. Oh. Girls. We were at a basketball tournament with our little girls. They're so cute. They're 10. They're adorable. You know, I like bring a couple bucks because we're going to buy the pizza at the concession stand because I'm that mom that, oh, what do we have going on in an hour? Well, we better go. And I don't have anything else besides a few bucks and my children, you know, which I call a success. And she's, you know, we get there and we're watching the game and she whips out like coolers of like Literally, she had a smoothie. Oh, she is that mom. Get this. She had a smoothie and a mason jar and a straw at the basketball Stop. tournament. I'm like, where did Stop. you even, what is happening? How did, How did you, like, I want to be so head. cool like you. How Did you bring that smoothie? And she's like, well, yeah. I'm like, you are so cool. So anyway, we got talking about her cool factor and the fact that she made, what she put in her smoothie. So she gave me this link that she gets this it's this protein powder so i bought some and it's delicious so that's what we're giving a shout out to get yourself some protein powder on the amazon it'll come to your door in a couple days you put it in with some frozen throw it in some ice and some milk and boom and you got yourself some protein you need to link the recipe well i i I just it's it's like a pinterest i found her on pinterest like some recipes Mm -hmm. with the vanilla protein powder we could find some though and link them link them link them for us pretty much amazing so you guys we have so many great resources for you over at a wife like me.com where you can check out our blog posts free downloads and our book dear wife 10 minute invitations to practice connection with your husband And if you want to actively play a part in impacting marriages, families, and generations through our mission at A Wife Like Me, simply visit awifelikeme.com backslash support. You guys, we love you. We love you. We want to marry you. Your faces. Just amazing. (laughs) Thank you for being with us. And thank you for listening to the A Wife Like Me podcast. I'm Amanda Davison. And I'm Shannon Garrett. And ladies, if you have found this helpful, please help us. Please leave a review. Please subscribe. And tell your friends about it so they can 
have fun and be silly and learn with us. We love you all and thanks for being with us. We will see you, hear you, be with you next week. Bye-bye.